Welcome to Studio Wednesday's Recap Diaries. My name is Katie, and this is my recap diary of House of the Dragon. Today, I'm recapping Season 1, Episode 4, King of the Narrow Sea. We open to a familiar sight for those who have ever been on a dating app. Rhaenyra is presented with a long line of, well, not-so-suitable suitors. Left, left, left. My god, must I keep swiping left? And I must have forgotten to set my age limit. I mean, we've all been there. Too old and too young. Though unfamiliar to many who date now, a show of macho manliness and a fight to be seen, I guess, by Rhaenyra, when a rich turd makes fun of a fellow suitor, a young boy. He is small in his stature, sure, but the boy, little Sir Blackwood, quickly draws his sword and freaking kills this guy. Nice spectacle, which Rhaenyra could not care any less about. It's time for dinner. Coming back from her journey of trying to find a suitor, Rhaenyra is finally on her way back to King's Landing. It's been, um, an undetermined amount of time, though it seems like it's been less than a year, though several months, since last episode, and it seems that during this time, Rhaenyra has mainly been spending it in search for a spouse of her choosing. And it is not going well. Back at home now, when all of a sudden, who also decides to show up? But our lovely heartthrob, Prince Damon, back from his conquering journey against the crab feeder, and just having visited the hairdresser, by the way, my god, that hair swooping down on his face actually looks really good. But on the top of that great hair, he's wearing a crown to go with his new title, King of the Narrow Sea, given to him by those who he helped protect from the crab feeder. Definitely not a name he chose himself, of course, of course. Seems like although we see him doing all the right things, giving the crab feeder sword to the king to add to the Iron Throne, giving the crown to the king, bending his knee to the king, King Viserys and viewers alike feel like there's just not really any soul behind it. I mean, it's Prince Daemon. What's he up to now? Not seen in this episode is Lord Corlys, aka the Sea Snake, who is also responsible for the victory at the Stepstones. Perhaps fueled by ego, perhaps still holding a grudge against Viserys, perhaps he just misses his family. One thing is for certain, there's rumors that he is planning for his daughter, Lena, to be married to the Sea Lord of Bravos' son, alluding to an alliance between Corlys and the Free Cities, an alliance that would be detrimental to the Iron Throne. Back to a bit of a garden party to celebrate Prince Daemon's return and victory, Queen Alicent does her best to keep up appearances, but a drunk, and still decomposing by the way, King Viserys pulls a little drunk asshole move and dismisses her. And though we do see the great care that Alicent takes of King Viserys and the wounds around his body, there is no one to take care of her. While Rhaenyra seems to be a bit more friendly this time, there's no getting around the fact that she is queen and stuck between her father, Otto, her sickly king and husband, Viserys, and her princess-slash-friend-slash-heir-to-the-throne, all who are running with their own ambitions and goals. Alicent is imprisoned by the position she never wanted. Speaking of positions, Rhaenyra manages to get herself into a few this episode. After a long day of eating and drinking in the garden, she comes back to her room to unpack, 
when she finds a drawn-up map that was slipped into her things. Turns out that there's a secret passage in Rhaenyra's room that leads her to stairs to the outside. And who is there waiting for her? A mysterious, hooded Prince Damon. Of course, Rhaenyra isn't dumb. She wore a disguise, which only made me think of one thing. 2012 Tumblr fashion. Big beanie, emo grunginess, oversized sweater, and big boots. Well, whatever it makes you think of, it works. Everyone who passes her in the city refers to her as boy. It seems like when she has the beanie on, no one knows who she is. While gallivanting through the city, Rhaenyra and Damon somehow make it into a pleasure house. Remember last episode when we had that little nod to incest? <laughs> oh. To quote 2012 Tumblr babe Ray, LOL. Um, in a disgusting yet somehow exciting moment, Rhaenyra and Damon engage in an incredibly passionate makeout session. No, stop. Wait, why can't I look away? No. Okay, fine. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. No. Okay, ick. Though, Damon does leave Rhaenyra with blue balls and runs away. Coming back to her room through the front door this time, Cole, who was standing watch outside of her room all night, was more than a bit confused. Wait, you were just an, an, an now, huh? No time to discuss. It's time for you to leave your post and come inside. Rhaenyra is on a mission tonight. Now a pair we really can ship, Rhaenyra and Kristen Cole. A very sensual and romantic scene, taking off each and every piece of armor. Whew, I do not want to know what that smelled like. Well, time for the princess to finally get laid. Of course, no one saw this happen. It was just their own little moment. Just her and Sir Cole with their pleasure. Two consensual, non-related adults. A small scene we can root for, without the ick. Well, that part might be true, but um, the whole making out with your uncle in a pleasure house was actually seen by someone. Turns out that when the makeout was happening, Rhaenyra took off her beanie, revealing who she was. And also turns out that Otto has a well-put-together gossip chain throughout the city. Unfortunately, his little gossip hounds didn't really see that it was just a kiss and nothing else. After fighting Otto about this gossip chain and the accusations made against his daughter, King Viserys has to deal with the two incestuous philanderers. The king, fucking pissed off, beats Damon's ass. Hell yeah. I told you he was a modern man. No incest in this house. Oh, wait. He doesn't care about incest. It's actually the fact that Rhaenyra is now defiled before marriage. And in his words, who will take her now? Perhaps a part of his plan all along, Damon says he will. Hey, let me marry her. No problemo, bro. I'll take her just as she is. Now it's time for Viserys to confront Rhaenyra. After swearing on her mother's grave to Alicent that nothing happened with Damon, Rhaenyra plans to deny this to Viserys as well. Of course, we know that they did not have sex. Only a steamy makeout session. Though you can't really admit to that without being accused of the other. And it feels like Viserys doesn't actually care what happened. 
He cares more about the visuals and what other people think and how this is going to affect the crown. After a fiery fight, we see a pivotal moment of political maneuvering. The king telling Rhaenyra, girl, I am making you marry Laenar Valerian. And Rhaenyra says, fine, dad, but you have to fire Otto. His ass is out of here. Well, that should solve the issue of the Sea Snake's potential new alliance with the Free Cities. And Rhaenyra can now go about her business without that gossipy hand Otto. Although I don't trust Otto, and I don't really like his slithery snakiness, I actually feel some compassion for him in this moment. I mean, is there even unemployment set up in King's Landing? I'll leave you with the scene as the episode also ends. A maester coming to Rhaenyra's room, with a tea as good as plan B, from her father, just in case she needs some extra assurance of birth control.